0: Hey everybody, welcome to Far Out Dudes. It's another week and we got another Far Out conversation for you. And if you've been watching, I'm one of your hosts, Paul. And I'm your better co-host, Joseph. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Better Co-host. Where are we? Where are we today again? We are still camping out in Skinwalker Ranch. It's been great. Wow. And it's still overcast? (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately. It just, every weekend that we record, Mm -hmm. it seems to be... The weather's going to be over. It literally looks, I mean, the clouds aren't even moving, guys. Look behind us. They're not moving. Okay? (laughs) It's just a standstill. Yeah, and this, like I said, it's this is definitely, look at the shadow behind us because the lights are beaming on us because it's sunny on that side of us. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, so. Where did I leave off? Yeah, tell us a, a little bit about uh, where we're headed in this Skinwalker Ranch series. Actually, we haven't been here a week. We just kept recording from that same day. Oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> the, it's the same it's the same day. It's just part two. We just cut it up, guys. So what I was leading up to is a story called uh, the Purge, uh, in quotation marks, Navajo Witch Purge, Ooh. where in 1878, more than... 40 Navajo witches, witches were killed or purged by tribe members because the Navajo endured that long march by the U.S. Army that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. And that left a lot of them starved, murdered, or just left to die if they couldn't keep up. So then they got to that crappy reservation where they couldn't grow or do anything because it's desert and they lost so many survivors due to starving that they didn't really have anyone to kind of lean on. And so they concluded that witches were to blame for all this mess, and decided the purge was the only way to restore balance to everything. Makes sense. It was the purge before the most recent movie purge. Yeah, that's where they got the idea They got from. the idea from the purge. Okay. So some of the tribe members reportedly found a collection of witch artifacts wrapped mm. in a copy of the Treaty of 1868. Witchery. And it was buried in the belly of a dead person, Ooh. which they saw as proof that... It was witches, and we needed just kill witches. It makes sense. It makes sense. So they, they thought they said stitches are going to do it. Witches stitches. Okay. It wasn't kind of what well, what I thought. No uh, where I was going with it. So I looked a little bit into this because I thought it was kind of interesting that Navajos mm-hmm. there's a good and evil type thing, and mm-hmm. so once you become like a, a, a medicine medicine man isn't that big of a deal, but once you become like a witch, yeah, evil. right, Let's evil go to the dark side, yeah. They consider that evil, mm-hmm. you know, with them, with them, tr- uh, like, basically practicing witchery, witchcraft, yeah, like, all the debaucheries that, that they consider. Stuff. Yeah, dark mm-hmm. stuff. They basically, Navajos believe as though they lose their humanity, mm-hmm. which basically means. It's okay just to kill them. You're, 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 you're not, you're not human anymore yeah. if you become the witch who does witch, witchery things, right? mm mm-hmm. So. Again, as you said, witches get stitches. Purged. Oh, okay. This yeah, time around. Purged. Yeah, they, <laughs> they don't, don't just get stitches. Get, they don't just get stitches. They get purged. Mm-hmm. So kind of gives them the right to go, hey, that's a witch. We kill him. I wonder if that's kind of where we got the idea of like the Wayland. The uh The Wayland? The Wayland Jennings? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going to say the uh, the Salem witch trials, mm-hmm. you know, where they're kind of like, okay, evil, Let's uh, let's purge ourselves of these witches. Kind of crazy. uh, I mean, that's a whole thing. None of those people were witches or anything. But getting back on the subject, uh, we have another incident from the the Gordmans, uh, the RV incident. So Tom Mm. invites his nephew and his son Tad out for a a jaunt at night. Now, I didn't know what a jaunt was, and my initial thought was his kid's about to get uh, Jared Fogled. Okay. (laughs) But it just means a short excursion or journey for pleasure. So it sounds like he may or may not have gotten Jared Fogled. I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. But That's <laughs> it's, disgusting. It's, but okay. Uh, as as they went out, Tom saw the lights of an RV about a half mile away from them, and they were obviously trespassing on his land. Mm-hmm. And he thought they were hunters, so they started. They all started walking that way. And as soon as they got closer to it, uh, they noticed like the lights started to back up, mm. and Tom got confused and wondered how they noticed him coming from so far away. That they may have had, you know, night vision, so they started running toward the RV, and I wanted them to get away because they obviously wanted to catch them and like press charges. Well, I, I believe most people with RVs they keep night vision in their RVs. They were glamping. Mm, they were yes, glamping, not <laughs> camping or hunting, whatever. So the headlights and taillights were backing up smooth, which Tom again started wondering how they weren't like bouncing around everywhere on such uneven ground mm-hmm. with all the ruts. And then suddenly the light seemed to rise a few feet off the ground. Ooh. And Tom's butthole puckered. His eyebrows, I'm sorry. I get them confused sometimes. I get those things confused. Wait, so you get buttholes and eyebrows confused? Yes, yeah, so when I'm on the toilet, I wipe my eyebrows <laughs> when I'm done. Okay. But anyways, they kept chasing it because with all the crap they've witnessed, they haven't learned that maybe things aren't so normal. <laughs> you know, that maybe yeah. these people aren't just in an uh, RV. So, they keep chasing it, and it comes up to a fence line on the property. Okay. And it, it, Tom's like, hey, here it is. We got them. Like, there's no way, like, they're going to get away anymore. But he noticed that it was lifting itself over the fences to get away. Mm. Well, of course, you know, they keep chasing it, because why not chase a floating object that's lifting itself over fences, you know? Yeah, that uh, makes they, sense. <laughs> they come up to a tree line uh, in the front of the, the property, and it's about a five-foot fence. Mm. And this time, Tom thinks he's got him because it's a fence, the thick trees. There's and no way it's getting over. Yeah, you know? and he didn't just recently see it rise. So yeah. there's no way that it can rise five feet. No, not at all. No. Okay. So you know what happens? Um, It rises five feet. It went over the tree line. Wow. Who would have thought? <laughs> I, not Tom. Not Tom. <laughs> not Tom or his Tom uh, have thought nephew it. or his son for no, sure. no. So he heard the boys gasp, which is why he looked up and saw it rise over the trees. And as he did, he saw the silhouette against the horizon. It was the shape of a fridge. And they all watched it hover the way. Then Dave being a little little bee that he is, he started crying. Wait, so at first they described it as a RV shape. They thought it was an RV. And at the end they go, oh, it's a fridge. It's more like a fridge. Like as in the size maybe? Probably. Okay. It didn't get into, like, size-wise, but you would think they know size difference between, like, an RV and a fridge. Well, I mean, if you think think about it, some RVs are in the shape of, like, a fridge, right? Square, rectangular. Yeah. I guess maybe their reference point was that it was kind of the size of a fridge. Yeah, not so much. Yeah. But here's one interesting thing that I I thought about, too, when you were telling the story. Uh Uh-huh. Tom seems to always be chasing away all these things. Like, this guy has, like, some cojones. He's like, you know what? Yeah. Well, I'm a this badass. Is, I'm going to go chase this thing away. Yeah, this is, like, his or, livelihood. Or so. he's just an idiot. I think it's a mix of both because usually idiots are very courageous. Well, especially when they're there shooting guns at a gigantic wolf. <laughs> hey, well, I, I'm with Tom. Getting <laughs> it. Get all those dern illegal aliens off his property. Yeah, it's. Because well, I don't think they're supposed to be there. They're trespassing. Whatever it may be. <laughs> so one interesting uh, subject that came up was there was actually a lawsuit against a witch. Okay. Uh, not necessarily like a skinwalker, but like one level below them, like an evil wise. Oh, wait. So you're saying there's levels? Yes. Okay. Yes. Like, so uh you got like a witch and then above it's like the ultimate evil skinwalker. Like what? what else has levels? Uh, Buildings have levels Okay, so it's like a building This happened in early 1970s when a young attorney By the name of Michael Stuff I call him Stuff because it's spelled S-T-U-H-F-F oh, Okay So he's Michael Stuff Of Nevada got a case regarding a Navajo woman Wanting custody and child support of her son From the dad who was Apache mm. And the husband got the okay To take the son out for the evening and bring him back You know, just How sharing a child works but they didn't come back until the next day, and according to the sun, they spent the night with the medicine man. They built a fire on top of a cliff, and for hours, the medicine man sang and performed ceremonies and incantations around the fire. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Now this is into witch is a medicine man, so yeah, not on the evil side. So he's on the lower end of the totem pole. He's on the good side of the. He's on a different totem pole. Okay. So okay. this went on for a while because when dawn broke. They went into a wooded cemetery Ooh. and dug a hole or grave. Okay. And in that hole grave, the medicine man put two dolls in it, one being light wood and the other being dark wood. Okay. These are meant to be the mom and the lawyer. That's racist, but okay. Well, you know, it just I'm reading what they did. Oh, yeah. Hey. But when the child told them, <laughs> the lawyer didn't know how to take it. So he went and asked a Navajo professor. Okay. And the professor told him that it was a very serious ritual. and It Ooh. can only be done four times. Any more than that, and it would come back on the witch. So I guess it was a witch, not so much a... Uh, okay. He just told him it was a medicine man to, I, I guess, I, get away with it. I think, uh, to me, they're they're one and the same. Probably. So if the person who this ritual was for finds out, then the curse would come back on whoever requested it, meaning the dad. So he had ended up bringing the papers against the husband and the medicine man, which he put down as John Doe, a witch. Mm. The husband and his attorney were upset when they saw this, and the husband's attorney told them that it was a blessing ceremony, not a curse. Mr. Stuff knew the judge was Navajo and knew the difference in a blessing and a curse ceremonies. Mm -hmm. And before the judge could rule on it, he asked uh, for a recess to let it sink in. Of what the medicine man did okay and it was granted the next day the judge granted full custody and back child support for them and i thought it was pretty interesting that it actually all went into the court system and was judged on you know it, yeah. it wasn't a oh here she's he said she said kind of thing and that yeah. was an actual witch or medicine man was involved in this and was yeah filed in the court papers well i think it, i to me that's interesting too but one of the things that i thought about is like uh you know most reservations have their own like court system cops and things like that yeah uh, what did you find out like was this on a reservation like the the court proceedings like the Navajo? yeah it all went through those the, the reservation like uh, tribe law okay you know okay that's why he, he was like navajo now. i guess that's what i thought was interesting the other thing i thought was interesting uh-huh. is that who was the first one to find out like or was the magic number to stop on, like know. was there like one of the witches or medicine men that was like, okay, this is the fifth time we're really we're gonna get him this time. I did the fifth time and, and then I got coist. He did it and was like, oh no, it came back on me. You know, like <laughs> probably. I mean, like who did, who figured that out? Kind of kind of makes me think of that that funny meme where the the guy goes uh, the guy the guy ate four hundred and thirteen nuggets mm-hmm. and ended up getting paralyzed. Yeah. And then it, the guy is like, shut up at 412. And so the comment, yeah, the comment below says, so the limit is 412. Mm-hmm. 413 and you're done. <laughs> so right it. there, they're you like, die. you know, four spells, the fourth, the fifth one comes back on you. Okay, so the limit is four, guys. Yes. So they had, they brought all the witches together and like, hey, limit's four. Okay. Comes back on you if is you do that, the fifth. They're like... Uh, yay or nay, everyone yay, and they're just, <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> all right, no bang more. the gavel, and that was it. Nor, no more casting a fourth, uh, fifth <laughs> spell, everybody. Four, <laughs> too much. Yeah. Three? No. Okay. No, four is good. Oh, four is good. A fifth. Fifth. Fifth, too much. Then you take out, like, a whole family. No more. That's it. Yeah, you can't done. do it. It's going to come on you. Don't do a fifth one. <laughs> so if this wasn't, uh, if all that was enough for the Gordmans... Um, the next incident is one that really interests me Okay. about everything that's been happening. Mm-hmm. So a year or so after they've, uh, hear that spooky music. Oh, spooky Scream music about to get. and cute. Mm. So a year or so after that, they've been all there seeing these orange structures in the sky dozens of times. Like they've, okay. they've seen it. Uh, they hover low over the cottonwood trees. That's like a mile away where Tom and his son, uh, you know, chased the wolf and everything. And Tom would get his rifle scope that had night vision on it and would use this to look at the structures. And sometimes they look flattened and elongated. And sometimes they look like uh, a setting sun, almost perfectly round in the sky. And one night he got his scope and popped up against a tree stump he always got on and looked at the gigantic orange object and wondered why it was always popped up in the same spot every night and every time. And not the sun. No, not the actual sun. Okay. The sun that we just talked about had long set by this time. When he looked at the orange structure through his scope, he could see another sky. It looked like a window into somewhere else, somewhere that was daytime. He thought it was a rip or rent, R-E-N-T, meaning like a tear in the fabric of something. So that was the best way that he could describe it. Okay, uh, through the rip or rent, whichever you want to use, he could see sky and thought it could be a different dimensions, alternate realities, or something like that. You know. Okay. Uh huh. Kind of reminds me of our other podcast where uh, that we did on Crestone, where they had portals. Yeah. Except their their portal portals were more of dimension dimensions that bring in like different sounds, spirits. Uh, mm-hmm. feelings and things like that. It, not necessarily, like, like personal-wise. Yeah, not necessarily, yeah. like, another world where this one is, like, he saw, like, another world or some other, like, uh, passage to another dimension. Another yeah. Dimension, another dimension. Another so, dimension. another night, well, it gets a little better, too. So, another night, Tom was on the same stump and looked at another window. Mm-hmm. And through the scope, he saw the in the window, he didn't see sky this time, but layers, like... A three D onion moving away from him. Now just close your eyes and think of a three D onion. Should be obvious. Okay. From that from that weird onion, he saw a fast moving black object. Now he watched it as it started to grow bigger, like it was moving toward him. And within a few seconds it got a lot bigger and it was still coming straight at him. And as it flew more into the night sky, he obviously lost track of it because mm-hmm. it was, you know, black on black. But he never heard anything. No jets, no sounds, no engines. Just nothing. It was just complete silence. This, like I said, this is kind of what I wanted to hear about. Mm-hmm. That's what I was waiting for about the Skinwalker because this is probably the most. This is probably the interesting part of it. Like mm-hmm. the UFOs, the portals that people say they hear. But Pretty it's true. crazy because, like I said, it, it reminded me of our previous podcast. But we also did one on um, on Jack Parsons. Uh-huh. But that that episode for for those of you watching and listening is only on Spotify, and hopefully we can transfer that to YouTube so you can listen to it because it's pretty interesting. But one of the things that we talked about was Jack Parsons mm-hmm. and how he was into the occult, but he was... What What was his main thing with the government? Was yeah, he's was like a rocket scientist. Yeah, Jet, Jet propulsion. propulsion like yeah. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that you brought up in that episode that I thought was very interesting was the Area 51 Babylon watching, right? Babylon rising? No, it was Babylon watching. Was it? I think the operation was called Babylon watching. Okay, yeah. Um, but... One of the things there was that he actually created a portal. Yeah, ripped open a portal. And in that portal or in that particular uh, operation, the Mm -hmm. people who saw that incident happen, one of the guys reported that there was a creature that came out. Yeah, that came out of that portal. Yeah, like a black creature. And it was never closed. Yeah. (laughs) So now you think, okay, yeah, it was never closed. It was like in the 1940s, and then that's when people started seeing really the real increase in uptake of people visualizing UFOs, Mm -hmm. uh, spirits, things like that. I mean, this skinwalker, imagine like, okay, we know that the Navajos had some part of it, Uh but what other government entity was probably over the skinwalker that were also probably opened up portals and things like that? Yeah. You know, it's kind of one of those things that we had talked about on that particular episode, like what if it's not UFOs, but... Demons and things coming from other dimensions, yeah, kind of tricking us and going, Oh, this is what they're, they're interdimensional inter-di- beings. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of interesting, I thought. I thought it was pretty interesting. I thought I, I wanted to bring up our previous podcast because it kind of mm-hmm. coincides with that, and I thought it was interesting. Well, like, that's uh, if you thought that was interesting, this next uh ridge incident is right up pretty much right up that alley. Ooh. So we skip ahead a little bit with that uh, spooky music, also. All righty. Cute spooky music. And we so we skip ahead a bit, and this time the ranch is getting a lot of attention because everything that's going on and witnessed by the owners. From the orange structures they had, it got the attention of NIDS, which stands for National Institute for Discovery Science. And this is a private organization, so just, you know, it's everything that they had still under lock and key. They went in and got the approval from Tom, obviously, and did all kinds of tests with equipment to see what it's all about. And I think it was a two-year investigation, Mm -hmm. and Tom uh, stayed on the land with some of his cattle to assist and was paid to be like the ranch hand and keep everything running while they were in there doing all their tests to help him out and, hey, here's what's going on. Mm -hmm. So we go to the incident uh, that, again, piqued my interest. It happened on the night of August 25th, 1997. Mm. So we're getting like exact dates because they went in and did investigations. Yeah. Which they're probably recording actual times and dates and things oh, like yeah. when these things happen. Yeah. Okay. So two of the investigators for NIDS, Jim and Mike, not their real names, but pretend that they are. Uh, they were stationed on top of a bluff because it gave them the best view of an area that had a lot of stuff go down recently while they were there. So it was, you know, a hotspot. spot. Another two people on another team were about a mile west of them. After about four hours of nothing happening, uh, Jim, the experienced investigator, climbed down into a small pasture and sat in the middle of the field to meditate. Mm. At 2.30 a.m. after a six-hour watch, sense. they decided, you know, screw this, nothing's happening, uh, you're just going to pack up and, and go. So they decided to go off to another part of the ranch and started to disassemble the tripod, the camera, and all the other uh, scientific stuff that they had. And other scientific stuff they used, like portal, portable magnetic field detectors and night vision binoculars. And as they were packing up, uh, 150 feet below them, uh, Jim could see a faint light. He was puzzled and started watching, thinking it was a piece of glass reflecting mm-hmm. off the ground or something like that. Uh, it was faint yellowish color and it looked like it was getting brighter. And 20 seconds later, he nudged Mike and they both saw it. It was getting brighter and bigger as the seconds went on. Ooh. Uh, Jim asked for the camera, and as he pulled out the binoculars and camera with infrared film and put it on the tripod, by then the light had grown from what they could tell about six inches in diameter. Okay. Jim set set the shutter to 30 seconds, feeling that a long exposure may capture the light in much better detail with the infrared film, and was ready to use the entire roll if need be. At this time, Mike had gotten uh, the binoculars and looked down at the light and could see it had gotten even bigger, now a foot wide and still growing. It looked to be above the ground, meaning like the ground opening up, it was slightly above the ground because they could see light reflecting down below it. Below it. So Mm. it wasn't like the ground literally opening up. It was something right above it. Yeah. So then Mike whispered, it's a tunnel, not just a light. Jim ignored him as he was uh, setting up the exposure to 40 and then 50 seconds. Because Jim didn't have the binoculars to see what was going on, correct? So Mike had a better visual of, like, a closer look at this particular incident. Yeah, he had night vision goggles, so he was looking straight down into the light, whereas Jim had the camera and couldn't see the difference. Mm. He was just looking, you know, infrared light and just with his regular eyes. So he just saw a light. Yeah. So Mike suddenly stands up and says, Jesus Christ, there's something in the tunnel. Jim looked at the light below, which was about two feet wide at, the, at this point. Then Mike says, oh, my God, there's a black creature coming out, and I can oh, see its head. Now <laughs> Jim starts to feel alarmed. He says, quote, it has no face. Oh, my God, it just climbed out. Jim rubbed his eyes and shook his head because all that he could see was a dim yellow light. That's now like four feet in diameter, nothing crawling out or anything that Mike is saying. Then finally, it dawned on the idiot that the binoculars Mike was using is why he could see it all. So he asked for them and upped the exposure even more to 90 seconds on the camera. Mm. And Mike obviously ignored him because he's like, what the hell am I seeing? When he asked for them, because I think anyone too would want to keep watching this black thing crawling out of a portal, right? yeah, I would be like, "Gimme those binoculars, bro, <laughs> and I'm like all I'm seeing is a circle yeah, all I'm seeing is a light, yeah, so then so Mike then says it's on the ground, it's walking away while being two feet from the edge of the the bluff, and about thirty seconds later, Jim looks at the light, and it's about half its size now, and it's closing, it's shrinking, mm. Jim then grabs Mike and asks what happened. And Mike says, A big black creature just crawled through the tunnel, got onto the ground, and walked away. That's what happened. And it's lurking around here somewhere. Oh wow. Jim got chills and said, I only saw that yellow light. Are you sure? Were the chills multiplying? They, he got chills and they were definitely multiplying. Was and he he was, about he was about starting to lose, to lose control? control? Do you think he liked it? I don't know the rest of the song. So Jim got chills and said, I only saw the yellow light. Are you sure? Mike then replies, Jesus Christ, of course I'm sure. The night vision turned the light into a 3D tunnel and a large creature, I'm thinking maybe 400 pounds, at least six feet tall, just crawled out of the damn tunnel. Dang. And Jim motioned to Mike to be quiet so they could hear if anything was climbing up the bluff or around that area. And by that time, the yellow light was pretty much gone, and they couldn't hear anything. It was just complete silence. Even the coyotes in the background weren't howling anymore. Okay. After about 15 minutes, they got some detectors and went down the steep bluff. Every few feet, they would stop and listen for any sounds of the creature or anything that was going on. And as they reached the bottom of the track, they got a pungent smell of sulfur. And it seemed to be centered where they saw the light... uh, you know, opening up or the tunnel opening up. Jim actually started uh, to get nauseous from the smell, and Mike started scanning about 20 diameters for, you know, any signs of radiation, you know, uh electric magnetic areas or what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh The NARD alert counter could pick up alpha, beta, gamma, and x-rays. So if it was there, that boy was going to find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sounds like he's investigating. You, do you know... The kind of signals and everything that they found? Um, I'm guessing they uh, probably found something. They found nothing. Wow. Oh, <laughs> there, okay. was, oh. there was only the usual background radiation. Okay. And by the time they got that down there and started scanning, there's, you know, it wasn't that much longer, so there should be something. Yeah. Jim, on the other hand, started scanning the area with a, a trifield scanner to detect any unusual magnetic spikes. And you know what he found? Uh, I want to say he found something, but I feel like you're going to give me a different answer. He also found nothing. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> About 30 minutes later, they finally decided to climb back up and get to their equipment and began walking back to uh, HQ. And as they did, Mike again told Jim what he saw. He told them he saw the creature level itself crawling through the tunnel. Ooh. Jim believed him, and as they held hands and kissed uh, on the way back... <laughs>
1: Uh, they had to put that in there, huh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the pictures they took, useless. It was just a blur from the light and nothing more, unfortunately. Oh, so geez. all the long exposure and everything, they just call it like that. That sounds light. like the opposite of what you would want to do is like have What's a long exposure? exposure. Because the longer the exposure, the more light you're allowing to come in, which could just cause a blur or just mm. complete, bright, complete exposure to the, to the film. So it's yeah. like, why would you want to do... Um, a longer exposure, mm-hmm. unless you're like recording something or things like that. you're trying to make an image. Because if you think about like how people do long exposures mm-hmm. of like city pictures, and they like yeah. kind of cross, and you can see the streaks of the light. Yeah, that's how. That's what long exposures do. So you well, would want to take quick exposures. I, the in that. light was subtle, like it was low, which yeah. is why I think he wanted to do the long exposure. But then again, I don't know anything about like infrared film yeah. <laughs> or well, what he was trying to capture. It this is this is again very interesting because it reminds me of what I just said earlier about Jack mm-hmm. Parsons and that whole particular incident of the occult, you yeah. know? Like it makes me think like the government has some some relation knowledge. or some knowledge yeah. or knows definitely knows something about Skinwalker Ranch and what's going on over there. Yeah. You know, because this, this almost sounds similar to what those experiments that they, they were allowing Jack Parsons to do mm-hmm. in the area, was it Area 51 that they were allowing him yeah. to do those things? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he was allowed to perform occult-type rituals. Well, yeah, because Area 51 is where they were doing a lot yeah, of, like, secret tests and everything. Exactly. So, like, how much more was the government involved? Like the, the mutilation of the, of the cows. Well, that's what I wanted to bring up, too, is this creature could have been the one doing it or yep. causing all kinds of ruckus, or uh, I know at one point he, him and his son saw a creature in the, in the tree. Yeah. And so when he, like, turned around to get his gun and looked back, it was gone. Yeah. So they experienced a bunch of stuff. And one of the odd things— uh, Well, before you go into to a whole different subject, uh-huh. the, I'm thinking about the size of this creature that came out. Six foot. That's not that tall. But four hundred pounds is a lot. Yeah, it was, that was a it must fat, have been huge. That was a fat creature. Yeah, like I'm. Oh, to see it crawling, crawling out of the the portal too, like it was. It didn't like jump through or walk. He saw it crawling. Yeah, he was have portal. been. He so was a fatty. He couldn't was. like just jump out of the portal. He had to crawl out of the. Well, portal. the thing is, or the tunnel, it tunnel knew portal. what it was doing. Like, it wasn't, like, scared or anything, looked around. It crawled through and just started walking off. But uh, some odd things that um, I had found uh, while digging into it a little more that I found in the book that I was reading also is when Tom, like, first purchased a the property, mm-hmm. they went around, like, all the homesteads, and they noticed deadbolts uh, on the outside and the inside of the doors. Okay. Of all the homesteads. The windows were bolted closed. There were large metal chains that were attached to huge steel rings. Uh, at the end of like each corner of the house. Which after investigating and everything that they found out. They thought that people who lived there before were using the dog as like mm-hmm. a biological alarm. Because they can sense sense things. Yeah, yeah. And also when they purchased their home, there was a clause in there that they could do no digging. Yeah, I've I heard about that for Skinwalker. Like the uh-huh. digging was like a, is a huge thing about like it, it disrupts like what's happening over there, and so it like yeah. brings in more like strange phenomenons that occur when digging occurs. It, it, it's like it uh, stirs things up, you yeah. know, like it it interrupts things, and so things start happening more and more. I guess. Yeah. Uh, another one. Was uh, The native say that the skinwalker doesn't live on the ranch, but at a dark canyon not far from it. And Tom's friend, uh, Mr. Hicks, asked the tribe for permission to actually go to Dark Canyon and explore it in the 80s, but they said no. Now, they didn't decline his request because, oh, it's sacred land, and you know we don't want anybody walking on there. They declined it because they didn't want to wake the skinwalker and, quote, cause problems. See I, that that to me just makes it sound like they're trying to like make it more than what it is like hey don't do this because it's going to do that it's like well how do you know yeah well, it's their culture and everything. Like if you're to say, "Hey, don't go into that home." But the Navajo were the ones telling them this. Is that is that what the you The tribe. Did? Yeah. Oh, okay. The tribe. Okay. It wasn't it wasn't like some government entity No, like, no, he don't come check out what we're doing over here opening portals. No, he asked the tribe for permission to go into this yeah. dark canyon. Mm. And they didn't they declined his request, like I said, not because oh, hey, it's sacred land and we don't want anybody walking there. Yeah it's because they didn't want him to go and wake the skinwalker. It's and, more and of cause a, problems. the folklore that they know of that might cause issues. Like yeah. hey, we still believe in the witches. I mean, just like Like the, it's there yeah. and we don't want you to go cause more trouble or yeah. more things start happening. Don't poke the sleeping bear, my friend. Don't poke the sleeping skinwalker. Yeah, that it's not bother, it's not bothering us right now. Just bothering you white men. So leave us out of it. Yeah. And get off our land. Yeah. (laughs) So that's it. I hope uh, we're going to have to pack things up and get out of uh, Skinwalker Ranch because we've been seeing some odd things around here too. I mean, if you notice, I don't know if y'all saw this, but I was paying attention. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, there is like this alien ship flying across. You'll see it. It was very strange. If you are eagle-eyed, you would have saw that little black thing go across just like. Yeah. And I right. could have swore I saw some crazy little flickering lights over in this direction. You yeah, have fun editing that, All right. <laughs> but thank you for listening. I hope uh, everyone enjoyed this. That's just like we just scratched the surface of everything going on in Skinwalker yep. Ranch. Uh, but like, share, subscribe, don't
1: share with your friends, share with your friends. neighbors, and, and don't to listen everywhere. If that you YouTube have podcasts. more
0: information on Skinwalker or know anything other more. Uh, interesting stories that we didn't get to which we have a lot more or if you want to hear more of skinwalker and some of the stories comment down below and let us know you can also go into our description where we have an email address where you can give us more uh, comments and let us know more stories if you don't want to put it in the comment section okay thank you very much Uh, this is the end